Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, November 9th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adelia Jr. Joining me is Tim Ma-Fucking Gettys. It's so cold, Blessing. They don't tell you how cold it's going to be. This entire yes. weekend, I've just been so chilly. Just I've been draped in blankets my entire body. They, I've, they've said since I was since I was a little kid in elementary school that I was like, you know, your your heat's in your head. You got to keep your head warm, then the rest will be warm. And I was always like, all right, whatever. Now I feel that shit. Yeah, that is no, now, now my like, reality. You feel the breeze yeah. <laughs> like just blowing against Every your scalp, feels and it's like different. whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, how, it's how do you feel two days into into being bald? Uh, very regretful, but you know what I mean. It was mm. for a good cause. Uh, for anybody questioning why I look the way I look right now, uh, for extra life, there was a, a thing where if we hit twenty five k, I'm just gonna say by a certain time that I, I would shave my head, and uh, we rapidly got there because you guys are maniacs. But it all goes out to the big beautiful kids. So was it worth it, bless? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was worth it. It was definitely I'll worth it. And back. it'll be fine. I do not have more, more of a beard because it's only been two days and I grow facial hair very slowly. You cannot see it. There yeah. is. Okay, well, we'll see where we're at. And so here's the thing, right? The, the the thing for me, there's it's definitely not there. The thing for me, right? Because you had to shave, you had to go hairless. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Naked mole rat style. I can't shave for a month. Yeah. Which is the thing I've not done since I think I was a teenager, and so I don't know what's going to happen. Oh, this is exactly what Greg did, and now bearded Greg is just normal Greg. <sighs> are we are, is Bless about to just be dope as fuck with this sweet nasty beard? I, Definitely I can't not. Wait to I, see I, it. I do not have any faith in my facial hair. That's uh, what I, we all said about Greg. We'll we'll see, man. If I if I can turn into because here's the thing. Ever since I joined, kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Everybody's been treating me like the young buck. You know, like I'm a like I'm a teenager out here, and I have mm. to remind people that I am 26 years old. I think that's around the same age as Alana Pierce. Nobody gives Alana Pierce the same shit about being young. It's only me. It's yeah. only me. It and maybe if I grow a beard, maybe that changes. Um, well, it's I just because you're to do way it. less mature. You know what I mean? Like, like that is you true. Meet, I am you meet Alana Pierce, and you're like, oh mature. fuck, this is a pro- this is a professional. You meet Bless, and you're like, man, how can we help him make his career happen? <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that because <laughs> yeah, I, no that problem, is factual. Uh, but I tried to do the beard thing like mm-hmm. the first week of quarantine, and I think I got about like a week, maybe a week and a half in before I was like, "This is way too itchy. I can't do this." It's just really gonna push through the itch, man. Yeah, I'm worried I'm gonna itch everywhere. You're gonna itch oh, yeah. everywhere. It's we'll gonna be nasty, it dude. It's gonna, it's gonna be, be gross. It's gonna be fine. And uh, hold on, just real quick, I don't want to go on this too long because we got to get to the video game news you need to know. But uh, Kevin started this new thing where he counts down from four. Uh, instead of from Just three like a normal yeah. person and uh today instead of saying intro rolling out in four three two one he goes intro blowing out in four <laughs> three. and like i don't know if it was on purpose and it i don't was. want to know no i definitely uh, kevin is kind of throws off at, at any moment he can like any way mm-hmm. he can last week was a full week of that I, of course we did the thing where we where we re-intro the intro a billion, billion times until kevin got it right you know what? i i I believe that was like on purpose. I don't think Kevin was making mistakes. I think no, Kevin was no, fucking. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Forty chess, baby. Uh, the the you know what's really upsetting is like I got here and I was telling you guys before the show started. I've, I was like, man, I've been here for like thirty minutes, getting stuff right, moving all the gears because we had a bunch of different pieces going to different shows today, right? Because of extra life. No, I mean partially. Anyways, 
All right, Kev. Um, and <laughs> this is not an interesting story unless you I get don't a understand. I don't understand why things didn't fit right. Like, why was there mm. what a quarter second of black after the intro? I I tested it. I tested this so many times. <sighs> Kevin, you're doing your best, and for that, you get an unofficial gold star. How's oh, that? Oh shit, that's my like third of the month. Yeah, there you go. Congratulations. Enough of that, about that. Let's talk about the return of Mass Effect. Next-gen reviews dropping left and right and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosteeth.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily to be a part of the show at the patreon.com slash kind of funny games or bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show housekeeping for you we have two reviews that just dropped over on youtube.com slash kind of funny games gamescast has been active this console launch uh bug snacks and assassin's creed valhalla reviews just dropped and so you can go check out how we feel about those games i'm not sure who who's all on the assassin's creed review but on bug stacks you got me Emron, greg and joey noel that's an all-star team right there talking about an all-star game because i love bug snacks uh, but go over there check one. it out learn more uh yeah tell me who, who's on assassin's creed i'm guessing yeah. you were kevin yeah it was me barrett uh greg miller and bless oh no and Imran. there you go there you go that's all always getting me and Imran mixed up huh kevin it sound similar names, you know? They're almost like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Tom Bach and Blackjack. Today we're brought to you by Upstart in Brooklinen, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Rope Report. <laughs> it's time for some news. We have six stories today. A baker's dozen. Starting with our number one. Ladies, gentlemen, folks. Mass Effect is back. This is a blog post directly from Casey Hudson over at BioWare. It's tough keeping a big secret, and we really struggled to keep this one a surprise, but now it's official. Today we announced the Mass Effect uh, Mass Effect Legendary Edition. We've heard for years your request for a Mass Effect remaster, so we're happy to finally reveal that we've been working on a, re- on a remastered edition of the Mass Effect trilogy. For many months now, our team at Bioware has been hard at work updating the textures, shaders, models, effects, and technical features of three enormous games. Our goal was not to remake or reimagine the original games, but to modernize the, ex- the experience so that fans and new players can experience the original work in its best possible form. It's been amazing to see the adventures of Commander Shepard take on new life in super sharp resolution, faster frame rates, and beautiful visual enhancements. As game developers, we always hope that our games will transcend their original platforms. Having the opportunity to remaster the, the trilogy that the fruit remaster the trilogy means that the fruits of a decade of work will live on and will be experienced better and clearer than ever before. Mass Effect Leg- Legendary Edition will include single-player base content and DLC for Mass Effect, Mass Effect 2, and Mass Effect 3, plus promo weapons, armors, and packs, all remastered and optimized for 4K Ultra HD. It'll be available in spring 2021 for Xbox One, PS4, and PC with forward compatibility and targeted enhancements on Xbox Series X and PS5. More information is to come in the new year. Meanwhile, here at BioWare, a veteran team has been hard at work envisioning the next chapter of the Mass Effect universe. We're in early stages on the project and can't say more just yet, but 
we're looking forward to sharing our vision for for where we'll we'll be going next. Tim Gettys, it's mm. been. I I feel like my one reaction to this is better late than never. It's finally here. Kind of wish we got it before Andromeda, right? Because I feel like it'd be it'd be a great bridge cap bridge gap going uh, into that game. But now that it's here, I'm excited to play it because I'm I've actually not ever diven deep into the Mass Effect franchise. Well, so with that, I feel like now is the better time with the new gen, with the next gen out now and we're out very soon. Uh, and Andromeda being what it was, I feel like this is kind of them rebuilding, especially them talking about uh, a new game. That, to me, that is the the most exciting news for the fans out there is that they are working on a new Mass Effect. That was something that I wouldn't say was a foregone conclusion uh, based on what happened with andromeda and then anthem right after that um i thought that there might be more of a hey we'll put the legendary edition out see how that goes and then we'll we'll decide after that but no it sounds like they're committing to this franchise which isn't too big of a surprise but it's nice to hear it spelled out uh in terms of what this collection is offering it's awesome that people are finally getting you know what they've all been expecting for a long time right like this is a a very similar situation to mario 3d all-stars where it was a foregone conclusion that this is going to happen, but we just didn't know when. And it was kind of weird that it kept not showing up at the things we thought it was going to. Mm-hmm. Um, but N7 Day does make a lot of sense for it. I am a little surprised that this is, it seems like just a kind Friend of up-res or, type situation. You know, like it's not like a remake at all. Um, and I we've always talked about, I remember we had Andy on the show a while back and we we're talking about like what he'd want from this. And uh, he was talking about wanting like a remake of at least Mass Effect 1 and then just expected Mass Effect 2 and 3 to get these just kind of like up-res situations. But um, it's it's going to be a weird time in this early next gen trying to understand what the difference is between this stuff and just playing backwards compatible games. I guess that's only really on Xbox One but or, or Series X but and S. But it, it's interesting. And this seems like a good collection. It has everything everyone's looking for. It's just not really the most exciting there's like nothing about this that i'm like oh shit like that's above and beyond what we were expecting yeah like all the all the news here for me seems like good news but it is that thing of man i i feel like there are certain points certain parts of this that uh could be more like it sounds like the uh there's not really going to be a ps5 xbox series x optimized version like it sounds like they're going to be expecting us to play that through backwards compatibility which is cool right because like at least they're saying it's available and they do mention that there are going to be um, uh, uh, targeted enhancements for Xbox Series X and PS5, which maybe could be a way of saying, "Hey, we're looking at making versions for those." But you know, with these with with the specific things they're talking about, as far as super sharp resolution, faster frame rates, and beautiful visual enhancements, like part of me wishes that they were talking about ray tracing and we're talking about uh, like 60 FPS and all the things that we look forward to out of giving us this, like calling out the enhancements, like don't yeah. just kind of allude to them. And, and, and for and me, it tells me that we're not going to see those specific enhancements. Like it tells me that I, they are I looking at will. this for Xbox one thing. I think we will. You think so? And I think, I mean, I think that they're just phrasing this weird. We're just in that awkward transition point of talking between how many SKUs there's going to be. I'm going to be shocked if there's not a, actual physical product or at least digital product of an xbox series x version and a ps5 version of this game i I hope so i think those are going to exist i'm more surprised that they're not kind of talking about going in and 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 fixing some parts of the games that are going to feel awkward with 
the technology we have now. Like Mass Effect infamously has the elevators to cover the loading. Mm-hmm. Are they going to change that? Because that's going to be kind of awkward, right? Where the loads are super fast, but then it, there's still these obvious kind of yeah, bottlenecks that we don't need anymore. Elevator. Yeah, so I don't know if they're going to fix that or not. Yeah, and uh, part of me pro- thinks they probably won't, given that, yeah, this very much seems like a, hey, we're leaving the actual game alone and just and we are enhancing certain visual aspects of it and certain making it look better like this feels mm. to me like a halfway between just a regular remaster that we've gotten over the over the last gen uh and a blue point remake where I, mean, I, I don't know does it feel like blue point at all to me it just feels like a regular upright it feels like well the, the way in which they talk about it right like in in the beginning of this blog post they mentioned uh bioware has been hard at work updating the textures shaders models effects and technical features which sounds to me like you know they're going in and actually polishing stuff up and they're actually trying trying to refine the games in ways that probably don't meaningfully change it like that's why i don't expect the elevator stuff to to get removed but i do i do expect for the game to look marginally better uh than the ps3 versions right and the xbox 360 versions like i i expect more than just a typical remaster especially given that like they've talked about or they've not talked about but we've gotten reports of this for what feels like a while. I know Jeff Grubb was truly going hard just earlier this year, um, but it, this feels like a long time in the making. And we recently got reports that they delayed it from this last fall to spring because uh, they were like, hey, Mass Effect 1 doesn't seem to be on par with the other two games in terms of the the, the jump forward. And so we want to put more effort into that. Hearing hearing those rumblings make, makes me think that, okay, this might not be, this not might not be blue point level in terms of, making this thing from from a certain generation now look phenomenal and now making it look current gen but i imagine it has to be more than just a all right yeah we're uprising things and just making it putting out a base remaster for y'all we'll see man i don't know like Oops. i yeah. i definitely think it's gonna be that and we'll, we'll have to wait and see we'll have to wait and see but yeah like a new mass effect game you know i'm i'm I, i'm happy for folks uh, i'm happy for fans of the mass effect franchise because i know there's a lot of y'all uh, and that's good news for the reasons you were saying earlier, right? Coming off of Andromeda and, and Anthem. And for this remaster seems like a big win for the studio, or seems like a win for the studio, right? For a generation that has been full of non-wins. Uh, and it I makes know. me... I'm struggling to find what's exciting about this if it's just a remaster. Like, they literally had the Mass Effect trilogy available last generation. And you, mm-hmm. if you're an Xbox person, you could play that on your Series X. Correct. True. So I, it's I like, so, yeah. I don't know. At some point, it's just like this is—is is this what people were waiting for? I don't know that this is like the exciting thing the studio needed. This is just an extra thing that they're yeah. doing, and people it's, love Mass Effect. It's, it's a thing that people have been asking for for forever. Like I, I feel like people have been wanting and clamoring for for this, and our expectations for what a remaster or remake or a a package collection should be has kind of changed and evolves evolved over the years because yeah like if they put this out in let's say 2015 right or 2014 i think this would be people would be blowing up about this this would be awesome but i since don't know then, that was the era of like getting like the arkham uh packages and all that yeah, stuff where that, people I, are over that, it hmm. I, I guess, but I guess on the PS5 or PS4 side of things, like there's not really been a way to play Mass Effect on the PS4. Like I don't know if it's on PS now or not, but for people who don't want to do that, like me, you know, this to me, this this is the answer to that. But yeah, since then, right, we've gotten the the uh, in, 
what's it called? Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. We've gotten the Blue Point games. We've gotten Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One Plus Two. And seeing this come out next year, you then t- you then look at this and compare it to that, and it's like, all right, won the world. But I do think there are enough people that have wanted this this exact thing for the last five six years that it count it, it does count as a smaller win than it would if they went above and beyond. But I still think it is the smallest win for them that at the very least kind of brings them back a little bit from from Anthem and Andromeda and makes me hope that ma- the next Mass Effect game is actually good and actually knocks it out of the park. Do I mm-hmm. do I have faith that that's going to happen? I don't know. Like Bioware hasn't had, had the greatest track record. Who knows? This collection come out and could be disappointing because it is just what like it, it it is what we've seen from every other remaster which is here's just the game again but uprest which would be disappointing um but in my in my optimistic heart i hope that they're able to to, to make have this thing come out have it be exciting and then return with mass effect and have this big return for bower because i know people want that in my world of growing up and getting mario 3d all-stars bless don't oh, be man. optimistic don't be optimistic but enough oh, about man. that <laughs> let's let's talk about something that is optimistic. Review roundups uh, today. Story number two. Everybody's talking about bug snacks. Uh, Metacritic. This game is sitting at a seventy nine. Open Critic sitting at a seventy seven. Uh, I'm reading from Simon Cardi at IGN, who gave an eight eight out of ten, and says, "Bug snacks is a light." Li- is a light lifting puzzle adventure that is elevated by its strong glory and characters that I enjoyed until the very end. Despite some simple mechanics, the laughs outnumbered the groans significantly as I found myself surprisingly invested in the events of the island and its inhabitants. With over 100 bucks next to discover and catch, there's plenty here to, to entertain the, the completionists alongside those just looking for a well-told six-hour mystery that will keep you guess, guessing until after the credits roll. All this while making you feel emotionally, emotionally connected to the characters, something you previously might have thought sounded impossible. Patrick Klepek at Vice reviewed it and says, Bugsnacks is weird in ways I did not expect, but damn, it's full of heart. It's a story about what it means to build and be part of a community and has one of the most bonker end- bonkers endings I've seen in a while. Huh. And then lastly, Tyler Wilde at PC Gamer uh, gave it a 60 out of 100 and says, It's got well-observed characters and some genuinely weird moments, but the actual bug hunting isn't much fun. Uh, of course, YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. We did a whole bug snack bug snacks review uh, where we talked in detail about the game. Um, but I'll just go ahead and say here, man, I really love bug snacks. It, it's it's an awesome game. Uh, and this kind of comes back to my thing. I keep saying this, and I feel like as review review embargoes keep lifting, it is being reinforced that the PS5 launch lineup is fantastic. Uh, I'm 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 like obviously Miles Morales is is awesome. Uh, Astro's Playroom awesome uh and bug snacks you know is another added one where it's like yeah this this fits that it, it fits that uh that spot of being the family game right like a game that is appropriate for the most part <laughs> for all ages uh but at the same time is interesting and and can get folks who are fans of uh pokemon snap or maybe like a little bit of dark cloud or um uh adventure time in there right like it has elements of those uh and so yeah like I'm I'm excited for people to play it. Tim, do you plan on playing Bug Snacks? Is that your? I jam? do not plan on playing Bug Bug Snacks. Uh, but I have. I don't want to go on too long about this. But I have beat Miles Morales. I did last night, and that game is everything you expected. To have be. you talked about? Yeah. Have, you got a PS5? Like you you I, have uh, yeah. now. Have you talked yeah. about it on? This show? is the first time I've ever talked about 
my experience with it at all. And I, I want to keep it brief. PlayStation provided by PlayStation, all that good exactly, stuff. Exactly, exactly. Thank you very much for that. Uh, but Miles Morales, obviously, it's awesome. It's more of the Spider-Man you love. Uh, my one big gripe with it is the performance mode versus fidelity mode because Bless is right. The moment you go into Thank performance you. mode, you're just like, ah, oh, damn it. Like, yes, this I can feels go back to this. so good. And the feel makes it look better. And it's just, I'm so bummed that we're just still not at a point that there can just, it can just work. You can get all the things yes. together. And uh, it's kind of upsetting. And I played the game probably every mission, switching back and forth between the two modes uh, because it is beautiful in fidelity mode. Like the amount of just, everything that you're getting it's like reflections and just the way that it feels because it looks so great is outstanding when you go over to performance mode though the way it actually feels is just like oh man this is smooth for the swinging it just like adds another level to it so there's that uh i do want to give a major shout out though to astro yeah i expected nothing from that i've only played it now for like maybe 45 minutes and Oh my God, it is such a system seller for what a controller seller for what the dual sense is capable of. And everyone kept saying that. And I was like, all right, I want to get my hands on it. That game is so well-crafted. It's free, which is the most shocking thing. I think it's going to surprise a lot of people. It doesn't seem like there's much to it, but every little bit is so well-designed and so accurately pinpointed to target your nostalgia in all the right ways without coming across as corny. It's it's real yeah. damn good. And I, I agree with you so far. The PS5 uh, has just had an insane amount of things I want to do on it and with yeah. it. No, yeah, I'm very excited for obviously this week is launch week for both for both consoles. And it feels like honestly, this week feels like a holiday. Like it feels oh, like yeah. a week-long holiday in a way that I'm very excited about. I'm excited for people to get their hands on the Series X and uh, and on the PS5 and talk about games because oh my god, it's happening. Like games are happening. Um do you think we're going to get to a point where in this generation where performance and fidelity like stops being an option and developers do just like try and target like oh, whatever uh, they can target? No, no, it, we, it's going to be the opposite. We're going backwards, man. Like, this I, don't is, like I don't like this. I don't like a choice where it is, man. It's like uh, like if you want that, you got to go on PC and deal with all the problems there that are going to come from all of it. Like the reality is like we, all this 120 frames per second, all that stuff, like enjoy it while it lasts for the, the games we're getting now. I do not see this being a thing for the high fidelity games of next gen in the mm. future. I think that there will be games that are made with 120 frames per second in mind, that that is their goal. And that's awesome. I do not think that's going to be the norm at all. And even with this, we're not talking about 120. We're talking about 60. Yeah. We're I, talking about I just... Because I, I agree with you 100% in terms of the Spider-Man thing of I prefer playing performance mode in that game way more than fidelity mode. But something whenever I switched back and forth between the two modes, which was very often, uh, something always felt like it was missing. You know, I go into fidelity mode and I look around. And I'm like, man, everything's crisp in the ray tracing and all that stuff. But then I go to performance mode and I'm like, oh, man, this feels like the way it should be played. Everything's smooth. And I don't want that experience the whole generation. Like, I, I like the idea of developers being like, hey, this is the way it's meant to be played. This is the option we're giving you. And everything else is like secondary, right? I don't I, I don't like having to switch back and forth or feeling like I should switch back and forth. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with you on that. I do hope, and I, it sucks because choice is always good, but of it course. creates this like decision paralysis. And like me and you had the exact same experience with this of throughout the game, switching between both because we wanted to get the experience of both. 
And yeah. granted, Spider-Man is enough of an experience that like you can do that and it's all great. Like you can enjoy the ridiculous graphics of fidelity and then go into uh when you know a big fight's coming up or like a big traversal section going into performance mode to yes. like get the the fluidity there but it's just so jarring when i because there are legit times where i switched from performance mode back to fidelity mode and went oh this is garbage like performance mode literally just feels like night and day but then when you switch into performance mode it's like okay this doesn't look as good and it's like okay well but it looks good enough it like, does look good thing. yeah so. but not like not as good as fidelity yeah but hey, we'll see. That's the future, and the future is near. Story number three, we got another review roundup, this time for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Right now, it's sitting at uh, an 85 on PC Metacritic and uh, an 83 on OpenCritic. Brandon Tyrell at IGN gave it an 8 out of 10 and says, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is a massive, beautiful open world fueled by brutal living and the dirty work of conquerors. It's a lot, it's a lot buggier than it should be, but also impressive on multiple levels. Steven Messner at PC Gamer gave it a 92 and says, These little improvements go a long way in making Valhalla more inviting and fun than Odyssey. Assassin's Creed's transformation into a full-blown RPG hasn't been the cleanest one, especially as features like stealth feel left to stagnate while other, other aspects get so much better. But Valhalla succeeds on so many levels that it's easy to forgive the times when it doesn't. It's an enormous game, and it'll probably take me another 20 hours to finish everything I still haven't completed. I honestly can't wait. And lastly, Joe Juba at Game Informer gave it a 9.25 out of 10. It says, I loved 2018's Assassin's Creed, <clears throat> Assassin's Creed Odyssey, especially after its post-release support, but that love was always tempered by a desire for improvements. I wish, the, I wish the content felt more carefully curated. I hated grinding to progress the story. I got sick of managing an inventory loaded with loot. Assassin's Creed Valhalla addresses all those issues and more, creating a rewarding experience at every turn, whether you're pursuing the main narrative or hunting down treasure. I'm sure Valhalla is not the perfect Assassin's Creed game for all players, but it is certainly my new favorite entry. Kevin Coelho, you've been playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I have. Uh, how, what, what, what's your quick review? Um, I really dig it. I liked Odyssey a lot better, and Valhalla seems mm. like a step backwards. But that being said... It still has all the magic Ubisoft shit that everyone likes, which is giant open world where a bunch of tasks that like compel you to keep going. So it, it gets very addictive, very fun. In what ways does it feel like a step backward? Um, the one of the articles you were reading, the dude was like, "Oh, you you don't have all these like the massive inventory that you have to deal with." I loved the massive inventory, like the fact that I constantly felt like I was getting new armor and new weapons that I could change out and feel out. And it felt way more personalized. Um, but so, yeah, that's, that's about it. Now it does. Gotcha. Now it feels like, oh, I have like two different armors and I already invested in the first one. So I'm never going to invest in the second one. Yeah. I'm honestly pretty shocked at the the scores here. Like I, I kind of expected this Assassin's Creed to be a, for all intents and purposes for this conversation, rush job of trying to hit launch. And it seems like that wasn't the case at all. 90, uh, 92 is insane, right? Like for an Assassin's Creed game, when we've gotten so many of them in the last couple of years, and I know that they've kind of had different styles, but um, I it felt like this was the one people were clamoring for the least, you know? Yeah, I feel that. And I think part of that is because it's coming after origins and odyssey and and those games have felt like a reinvention of assassin's creed but we've already gotten two of those now and even with the, even with the year off last year you know i don't like 
it, it people it, it seems like people have felt satiated for Assassin's Creed, but to to see like to see the reviews come out and see people talking about it, right? Like I'm looking at a, a tweet from Jason Schreier who tweeted out, I've played like 25 hours of Assassin's Creed Valhalla and I love it. Instead of tedious side quests, the world is full of little puzzles and mysteries. Reminds me of Breath of the Wild in all the best ways. Like that was the tweet that made me go, man, should I try out Assassin's Creed like, Valhalla? Wow. Like that's that's high praise for, for a game coming out at launch for these new consoles. Like that's, yeah. that's awesome. Shout out to the devs for this because – you know, I feel like Yubi gets a lot of shit for good reason on the, you know, kind of social levels. Uh, but when it comes to them making games, it's like they've kind of continuously proven for the most part, at least certain teams that like they know what they're doing. And I don't know why I, I doubted them here. So good on good on you guys. Good on you. I, I uh, just want to add, like, it's it's funny. It's like people's takes are so different where it's like I missed the, the I didn't think they were tedious tasks. I thought they had really fun individualized stories that made me feel like oh shit like I, greg always talks about it that like he would tell jen about it the next day like oh i went to this place and i met this person and this happened you know and like i just i feel like that's a little bit less for me mm. well speaking of ps5 story number four uh there's a new ps5 launch trailer with some interesting tidbits kevin i need your help Ooh. on this one uh because there's a link in the dock yeah i got it do you, do you want to hear it no, no sound is fine. Just just show it because it's very interesting, right? So if you pull it up, uh, it starts off. It's it's Horizon. It's Miles Morales. Back to Horizon, and then there's text at the bottom, which with with the information that I want to pull for this story in particular, right? Uh, I'm gonna read read directly from Nibel. Uh, you can see it, he has it written down here. Uh, he says, "Interesting bit from the PS5 ad: Gran Turismo 7, Ratchet and Clank, and Returnal are all anticipated for the first half of 2021. Horizon Forbidden West is anticipated for the second half of 2021." And I don't think that was known information before. I think Horizon was just 2021, if I remember correctly. Kind of funny.com/slash you are wrong um and obviously ration clank was is window and so we kind of expected that um but it's very exciting news for some for me who i'm I'm looking forward to returnal also gran turismo 7 i know people be, gran turismo fans are of course probably happy about that but knowing that returnal is anticipated for the first half and knowing that horizon forbidden west is probably coming second half puts things in an interesting place as far as what next year is going to be with with ps5 games because like exciting man it's exciting we're gonna get a whole year. It's fine. Having played, I know, man, and that's insane. Like having played Miles, like I can't wait for Ratchet. Like Insomniac just, oh my god, gets yeah. it, man. And it's gonna be, it's gonna be so fun. And everything we're seeing about it looks great. And I can't wait for a first true next gen. It's only on PS5 experience uh, from Insomniac. So that looks awesome. Uh, and yeah, like going through the dates here, and I don't think any of them are surprising. But it's it's nice to know that like they're re- reiterating these. Like going back six months ago, I had a, a moment last night where I was thinking. Six months ago, we didn't know Miles Morales existed. And now I've played it. Like, that's crazy that this is just how video games can work now. And in addition to that, six months ago, we were predicting what PS5 was going to announce and what that lineup could look like. I None of us were going to predict that we were going to get Miles, a, a Spider-Man sequel in whatever form and Demon Souls remake by Bluepoint on launch day. And then announcements for Horizon, God of War, and uh ratchet and clank right yeah like that would have seemed like all right guys you're going a little too hard on this uh on these predictions right and but no here we are that's just what's happening in 2021 looks like it's going to be absolutely fantastic and i don't think that the ps5 is going to miss a beat for the foreseeable future 
there's a lot of people in chat that are that are claiming that oh yeah this is confirmation that god of war isn't 2021 and i'm gonna say it is not confirmation even though i'm i'm if you on if it's gonna be 2021 or not but this specifically isn't confirmation like this is a gameplay trailer uh and like we've gotten gameplay for all the games that were shown in this trailer we've not gotten gameplay for god of war and so that's why god of war probably isn't in this thing uh and that's why it's not part of those dates but i imagine they're still probably targeting 2021 whether or not they hit it Another question because I'm right there with them to put that out. Like, why do that? <laughs> they could have just not. Dude, you know, I, I I love it. It's like a hey, <laughs> like hey man, we do it. Big old lay it on the table. <laughs> like, I do want to give a major shout out though to how epic and awesome it is to turn on Miles Morales and see the PlayStation Studios. Oh yeah, animation play, and then same with Astro, and the Astro one is like a little customized, and it reminds me so much of the Marvel Studios intro and how they would change it up uh based on the game you're, or based on the, the movie you're watching every once in a while with like little fun things and it just creates a, an ethos around playstation in a way that is so so ridiculously powerful and valuable to their brand but more than that it, it kind of creates a connection for the players where you're seeing this and you're just like get like i'm playing uh spider-man getting excited for horizon because aloy is there you know what i mean yeah it makes it all feel equally important Yes. No, I, I, and I 100% agree. Uh, keeping on the PS5 train, story number five, a feature update will allow uh, output, or hold on, let me see this again. A feature update will allow output AK resolutions. Uh, this is from Adam Bankhurst at IGN. While PS5 is only, only able to output up to 4K on 8K displays at launch, a feature system software update will allow the PS5 to output resolutions up to 8K when content is available with supported software. As revealed in the PlayStation blog's PS5, uh, the ultimate FAQ, this news is a good sign for the future proofing of Sony's newest console. Even though the PS5 will one day be able to output select content at 8K, that doesn't mean you need an 8K display or even a 4K display to enjoy PS5 games like Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales, Demon's Souls, and more. Supported resolutions for the PS5 are 720p, 1080i, 1080p, and 2160p. Uh, the PS5 also supports the HDR10 specification, and an HDMI 2.1 cord will enable 4K slash 120 hertz. Uh, some more tidbits from the PlayStation blog because they put out—if you missed this—they put out a huge, a huge FAQ called the PS5 Ultimate FAQ, and I was going to make it its own news story, but uh, I started reading and I got a quarter of the way in, and I was like, "How much longer is the thing?" I started scrolling, and I was like, "Oh, this is way too long for me to try and break down." <laughs> but thankfully, Nibel at Nibelian on Twitter has our back. Uh, of course, there's that AK thing, which is really cool. We're going to see that in the future, uh, but then. Nabil mentions that they're looking they're looking into storing PS5 games on uh, HDDs. And so, of course, if you missed it, if you missed the, the last uh, episode of KFGD, right, uh, it was confirmed that well, there, there was the wide belief that we'd be able to store PS5 games on an external hard drive or just keep them there and then, like, install them back into the SSD, SSD if you want to play them. That turns out not to be the case. And, of course, there's no expandable storage at launch, which means... What you get is what you get in terms of storage space right now. They are looking to, into that in the future in terms of storing stuff on HDDs, and so that's exciting. Do you guys? Uh, also, do you guys? What's think, up, Kevin? Do you guys think that's tied to any vulnerabilities that they might anticipate with the like being able to, I don't know, hack a PlayStation Five to play backed up games because now all digital is such a thing. Because like that way, yeah, they, I don't, I don't think so. I think, I think those days are. Not over, but 
they're definitely a lot more difficult with how online present these consoles are. Sure, sure. I but, think it more so has to do. It, I think it could be like a little bit of security, but mostly the, just them not being ready. Like I imagine, like there's like a li- like a tier list of things we have to hit for launch, and that probably yeah. like fell on the wayside of like. But like, all right, this can come. This can come post launch. Like, why would that be difficult to enable transfers? They like you can transfer saves, right? Like, like that that from, just from a hard drive, right? Can't you transfer on a, a thumbstick? They were saying that like. Probably not PS5 saves. No, oh, is that no. is that what it was? The, the news that they can't. Yeah, that's do that? what we argued about uh, last episode. Yeah, PS5 saves you cannot put it on, on a. Um, I guess the, drive. the saving on our no hard drive is difficult with PS5 for whatever reason. Yeah, and that's where this all just gets so weird. It's just like I hate how many times we have to ask why, because Kev, what should this generation be about? Convenience. Thank you. And uh, when things are inconvenient, it really sticks out. And the PS5 has, I think, shown that many, many times now, um, including things like this, this 8K resolution stuff. Let's start there. We don't need this. Like, I don't even know why that is. They're only saying this because it's on the box. So it's Mm -hmm. like they need to they need to eventually hit that. Uh, 8K is going to be something that we might be talking about at the end of this generation. And even then, I don't I don't think it's going to be even nearly as adopted as 4K. Uh, on top of that, the fact that there isn't a 1440p option on PS5 is baffling to me right now. Like that seems like such a easy home run answer to to where people's kind of gaming setups are at for a lot of people right now yeah. uh, of what they'd be looking for when we we're, were talking about earlier the fidelity versus performance mode. That seems like a very good kind of option to to hit, and uh, it it makes me happy knowing that they can add 8K support in a firmware update because that means they can add 1440p in an update so mm-hmm. hope to see that sometime soon uh Nibel also points out that the dual sense battery life they confirmed is similar to the dual shock 4 which that's someone who's been using the dual sense that doesn't surprise me because it seems like it runs out at a similar rate though it does feel it does feel marginally better but i think that's also because my dual sense is new compared to my dual shock which is which is years old um and so slightly unfortunate but with USB-C, you imagine it charges quicker and Without what that you light do? on, I'll... you know what I mean? Yeah, and without that big old light at the back of it, yeah. that fucking flashlight. Make shot... it up for it, though, with the, all the haptic stuff. And there still is a light. Yeah, there is a light, but it's not as big. But yeah, then the haptic stuff and, and all the stuff going on in the dual sense is probably draining that battery life, too. But I, I am going to miss... I'm not going to miss the light overall. What I am going to miss is um, uh, playing GTA Five being chased after the police and my the backlight on my PS4 controller shining blue and blue and red because that thing was obnoxious, but I also loved it at the same time. I mean, it still does it. I loaded up Amplitude on my uh, PS5 just to mm-hmm. test if it works. It does, and it's awesome. Uh, but playing through when you switch tracks, it changes the neon color of each track, and that was mm-hmm. happening on the DualSense, and it wasn't yeah. as ridiculous with the I just the I, I just loved how ridiculous it was. But it was, because it was, it was just, even when I'm playing, I noticed it. So it's like, it's okay. still there. That's, that's at least I'm something. also playing on a projector, so I'm in a very dark room. Because with, that, with that PS4 controller, I'd see the light shine off my TV, and I'm like, this is ridiculous. I love it. <laughs> uh, and then lastly, other DualSense colors are coming in the future, so get hyped about that. Um, before I get into story number six, first of all, Tim, I want to compliment you on your Thank on you. your hair because, like, you were pulling off the bald look, man. Like, hey, you're, you're, you that. you look great still, and it's upsetting you know, because I don't, I never made you nice. And like, I keep catching myself, I keep catching myself in like 
random reflections. Like just I'll look at my phone and I'm just there. And it, it shocks me every time. And I wonder when that's going to stop when I'm just mm. like, oh, this is how I look now, you know, mm. but I mean, I'm excited for my hair to be back, but I do appreciate it. a lot of people have been very nice about everything. And then there's I'm Kevin. glad you, that we get to go. Through I'm just being on Tim, Tim, Tim. Would I ever expect you to look at me without a beard and be like, oh, yeah, dude, you look fine. No, I get it, and that's that's all fair. Right. But and, and like, I'm not questioning your opinion on all this. I'm not. I I get it. I agree with you, Kev, when it comes to this specific thing. But I spent the last five years of my life with your your slander and libel talking about. Uh, hey, look, man. I'm glad. I'm glad that and your look, head doesn't look weird on camera. But that's also because the headphones fit perfectly, perfectly <laughs> where they need to, and you know it's it. It's not even there. Oh, okay. What's the next news story? Story number six, Take-Two is in talks to buy Codemasters. This is Brendan Sinclair at GamesIndustry.biz. Codemasters today informed, and this story is from, I believe, Friday. And so Codemasters Friday informed investors that it has been in discussions with Take-Two for a sale of the company and has, has received a non-binding offer to acquire the company for 485 pence per share. The deal would be conditional on Take-Two completing due diligence and recommendation of the Codemasters Board of Directors, which at the moment intends to be rec- intends to recommend unanimously that all Codemasters shareholders accept the deal. However, discussions are ongoing and Take-Two has not yet made a final offer. And details such as the cash stock ratio of the deal may still be amended. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with Codemasters, they develop games such as Dirt 5, Project Cars, Grid, the F1 games, and most importantly, Fast and Furious Crossroads. Woo! Game of the year, baby. It's crazy. Year, like baby. I, I was thinking that Miles Morales might take it down, but now that I beat it, I can say it hasn't. Yeah, unfortunate for Miles Morales, they can it couldn't reach those heights. Um, but wait, cool. Wait, wait, like this Tim, is you, you can't say that. Like people care about your opinion. Take it back. Put it on the box. Put it on the box. Hey, reset era. Somebody make a thread. Quote it. Tim Gettys. Fast and Furious Crossroads. Game of the year. Get fucked, Miles Morales. <laughs> Would be awesome if like. They they ever worked on a new trailer for for Crossroads, which they probably won't. But like they're working on a new trailer. I, let me ask you: if they emailed you and they're like, "Hey, can we use the quote in the trailer?" Would you, would you say yes? Yeah, because I would say yes. Oh, of course I would. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Including the, the fuck Miles Morales part. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Um, but there you go. If you're a Codemasters fan, boom, take two now owns them. So have fun <laughs> with that. Uh, Tim, I'm really excited to see what that means for Codemasters and their games, but. Their next game after Dirt 5 is probably so far away. If I wanted to what's coming out to Bomb and Drop Shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show host each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today, we got Duck Life Adventure for Switch, Proteus for PC and Mac, NYAF for Steam. Uh, the new dates for you, we got Dead by Daylight, which will, be, which will be on Xbox and PS5 on the respective launch dates. So there you go. Uh, the Dark Pictures House of Ashes has been announced. It's coming 2021 to PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and Xbox Series S. And then lastly, Halo 4 is coming to PC through the Master Chief Collection on November 17th, optimized with a fully remastered campaign. Deal of the or disney plus of the day what, what's going on in, in, in this doc deal I, it has deals of the day in like the topic section right but then it, deals is crossed out and it just says disney plus of the day oh i see what's going on here i see what's going on all right deal of the day Fortnite uh tweeted this out on november 6th we're scott we're squatting up with at disney plus starting november 10th at 7 p.m eastern time 
Get up to two months of Disney Plus on us when you make a real money purchase in-game. New Disney Plus subscribers aged 18 plus only, select countries only, uh, offers, offer varies by country, XYZ. Uh, and so, yeah, if you make a purchase in Fortnite, boom, you get Disney Plus. All right? If that isn't enough, if you want more ways to get Disney Plus, starting today, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members will be able to stream all their all the great entertainment available with Disney Plus. Ultimate members who are new to Disney Plus will be eligible to claim the 30-day subscription trial through the Perks Gallery on their Xbox console, on the Xbox app on Windows 10 PC, or through the Xbox Game Pass mobile app on iOS and Android. Once the perk is claimed, members will be directed to the Disney Plus site activation. Disney Plus site activate. Hmm. There's a word missing there. Disney Plus site to activate their subscription. Disney Plus is also available on Xbox One and will be available on Xbox Series X and S, so you can download the app via the Microsoft Store. If you're interested, don't wait too long. Members can claim and activate the trial until January 31st. What's up with Disney Plus making all these partnerships, getting out there? I mean, I think that the streaming wars began last year, really, and the Disney's trying to to really like warm up and like get some things going. I think we've been talking a lot on Screencast about the death of theaters and where every, where Hollywood is heading, and Disney's been making a really concerted effort, uh, both publicly and behind the scenes, to aim to make their streaming platforms their main content when it comes to TV and movies. And right now they got Mandalorian season two, which is their premiere content. There's real second, maybe third biggest premiere thing since they've started with Mandalorian, Hamilton, and now this. Okay, don't uh, leave out High School Musical, the musical, the series. And th- there's that I would put as like a- added content, right? But in terms of like the okay. premiere like thing, and we know we got WandaVision coming soon. So it's like, I, I think that they're just trying to get as anybody left that doesn't have Disney Plus, they're trying to get them to sign up and, and get them stuck. And in addition to that, Xbox Game Pass, man, making money moves left and right. At some point, they're just going to have everything. And it's just going to be like, yeah, you have Game Pass, you have it all. We're going to talk about Game Pass in one second. But before we do, I want to tell you about our sponsor. Of course, you can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames to get the show ad-free. And speaking of ads, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Upstart. There's a lot of economic chatter right now about the state of the market. Is it recovering? How long will it take? Have we seen the worst? But if you're struggling to pay off high interest credit card debt, you can't wait for those answers. You need to take action. Now with Upstart, there's actually something you can do today to help fight off high interest credit card debt. Upstart is a revolutionary online lending platform that knows you're more than just a credit score. Unlike other lenders, Upstart can reward you based on your job history in the form of a smarter rate. Upstart lets you skip going to the bank because it's completely online. They offer loans from $1,000 to $50,000 so you can consolidate your debt into one easy fixed rate payment. Upstart makes it fast and simple to check your rate. Since it's just a soft pull, it won't affect your credit score. The hard pull happens if you accept your rate and proceed with your application. The best part? If the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day. Over 500,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards or meet their financial goals. Free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt and get back to using your money your way with Upstart. See why Upstart has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Trustpilot and hurry up to upstart.com slash kfgames to find out how low your Upstart rate can be. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes. That's upstart.com slash kfgames. Your loan amount will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Not all applicants will qualify for the full amount. Uh, we're also brought to you by Brook Linen. Life is too short to sleep between anything less than really nice sheets. But maybe you looked at some retailers and calculated the years of interest you'd pay on just one set and gave up. 
trust me, go check out Brooklinen. Brooklinen works directly with manufacturers to make luxury available directly to you without the luxury level markups. Brooklinen has a variety of sheets, colors, patterns, and materials to fit your needs and tastes. Brooklinen has over 50,000 five-star reviews and counting and is so confident in their product that all their bedding comes with a lifetime warranty. And Brooklinen is so much more than sheets. They've got comforters, pillows, towels, uh, loungewear, and more. Kind of funny, loves Brooklinen. Tim has sheets that match the rest of his room. And Greg can't stop talking about his soft or his super soft towels. Like it's weird. Every time every time I talk to Greg, he just keeps talking about the towels. And I'm just like, dude, I get it. Brooklinen.com. And I'm jealous because I want the towels. Every time he talks about how soft they are, I'm like, I could use softer towels, please. If you want some soft towels, Bless, you can go to brooklinen.com, use code GAMES to get 10% off your first order, and you get free shipping. Free shipping? You can buy sheets, you can buy sheets, bedding, and pillows all at once to save even more. Don't wait, do something nice for yourself. Go to brooklinen.com and use promo code GAMES to get 10% off your first order and free shipping. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and enter code GAMES for 10% off your first order plus free shipping. Brooklinen.com and use promo code GAMES at checkout. Tim, yes. before we transition to the ad, I mentioned uh, that we're going to talk more about Xbox Game Pass. That's because yeah. during the show, uh, they posted what's coming soon to Xbox Game Pass. Ooh. I'm on Xbox Wire right now, uh, and I'm 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 going to skim through the article as I talk about it because I've not read it, but I've heard that there's some substantial stuff in there. Of course, EA Play is coming to Game Pass uh, for PC on December 15th. It looks like. Uh, and then starting November 10th, EA Play will be available on Xbox game consoles as part of the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate at no additional cost. EA Play is bringing more than 60 of EA's biggest games, uh, biggest and best games like FIFA 20, Titanfall 2, and Need for Speed Heat as well. I don't know why I laughed at Need for Speed Heat because I know that's the one that people kind of liked. And so, yeah, Need for Speed Heat as well as some of EA's most popular franchises like Battlefield, Mass Effect, Skate, and The Sims. And then they talk about how select EA Play games will be available on Android via cloud gaming. Um, and I guess that includes Madden, Madden 20, Unravel 2, uh, Sims 4, Dragon Age, Inquisition, Mass Effect, Andromeda, Plants vs. Zombies, Gar- Garden Warfare 2, and Mirror's Edge. Uh, and then coming to Game Pass, or coming soon to Game Pass, we got Gears Tactics. I guess these are all the launches of the, that are coming to Game Pass. And so expect this in the launch window, right? You got Gears Tactics, Destiny 2 Beyond Light, Planet Coaster Console Edition, Tetris Effect Connected. Oh, and w- man, I cannot wait to play that. Uh, Final Fantasy VIII Remastered, Goner 2, Streets of Rogue, uh, Ark Survival Evolved, Halo Master Chief Collection, Halo 4, and talked about that earlier. Uh, River City Girls, Star, Star Renegade, <laughs> Renegades, uh, and more. I'm just saying, and more. There's a whole lot going on in Xbox Game Pass. It's an exciting time to be a gamer. Uh, Hell yeah, yeah. Man. Can't wait! Can't wait to boot up that Series X and check all that out, Tim. We're, hey, we're, go, we're, it's Series X Eve, bless. It is. Oh my! Goodness, I didn't realize that. Tomorrow's yeah, November tenth. Like, Next gen officially begins tomorrow. Like that is so freaking crazy. So exciting, man! I can't wait for people to play with the Series X. That thing is. It's fast and furious. Man. And furious. Before uh, before we get to to read a mail, real quick. Yeah. Uh, over the weekend, something ridiculous happened. Uh, Kev, can you please bring it up? Uh, yeah, hold on. Oh, fuck. <sighs> you got me, Kev. You got me with that one. <laughs> it's been a while. Uh, Variety Variety uh, put out a tweet talking about the console wars. And the tweet looks a little something like this. Tim Gettys, quote, 
I think that for the first time ever, there's a very, very good reason to get a Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 5, and Xbox Game Pass. Notice I didn't say an Xbox Series X. They're trying to sell Game Pass, and they don't care where you're playing. So, first off, just super cool that awesome. I was quoted by anybody. But did, they, but, did they interview you, like, or yeah, was this just from... Oh, they interviewed okay. me a while back, yeah. But uh, I, I just, I didn't, I didn't know what it was going to be a part of. But my favorite thing about this, guys, just give, give me this moment, is I love that... This is presented as if anybody should know who the fuck Tim Gettys is. <laughs> There's no context of like kind of funny Tim Gettys. There's no at Tim Gettys. It just says Tim Gettys. <laughs> and it's just like, no, no. <laughs> absolutely. That's absolutely awesome. Anyway, and you make a variety because that's too, because like, thank man, you. Thank you. And uh, of uh, course, hilarious. Patreon.com slash kind of funny games to get the questions read on the show. Just like Nick did. This is not Nick from kind of funny. Maybe it is actually. I, I don't wish. know. Nick didn't leave their last name. So could it be Nick Sarpino? Maybe. Uh, Nick writes in and says, Hey, KFGD crew. When do you think we'll see our first next gen 10 out of 10 game? For simplicity's sake, let's say we're using IGN's, uh, IGN's rating scale. Thanks, Nick. I like this question. It's a very good question. Because like, I want to say cyberpunk, but also do we count that? That's uh, it's coming out as, as a PS4 game, right? Yeah, so and we're going to get the, the optimized version later. I know, but like, okay, that's a good point. I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll see where this all ends up. Like, I don't want to call Cyberpunk out as not launching next gen until it doesn't. Because who knows with delays? Who knows with what might happen with that game at this point? Mm. So I'm interested because looking at it for, for this gen, right? We think of Breath of the Wild as a 10. And we'd say that that was the Switch's first 10, even though it was also on Wii U, right? True, yeah. So I think that you're right about making the point of if the next-gen version of Cyberpunk is out, then then it should count. The bigger question is, do you think Cyberpunk can get a 10 launch? I think it can get an IGN 10, yes. Ooh, an I IGN think, 10 means something, yeah. Yeah, I think... I, I, <laughs> I think the, putting out the IGN review scale specifically, I think, makes yeah. it interesting. Especially because it's a, it's a 10-point skill, right? Like, in another world, maybe Cyberpunk would get a 9.6 or something like that. Uh, hmm. But in the IGN scale, and IGN, and I, this isn't like me throwing shade or anything. I think IGN, I, I feel like IGN gets fairly generous uh, when it comes to, like, these big tentpole titles. Like, if Cyberpunk hits everything that it's supposed to hit, and mm-hmm. it is... You know, it has a great story and is polished and all this stuff. Like, I can see easily getting a 10 from IGN. I mean, that's, I hope, I hope that it hits those levels. Uh, besides Cyberpunk, though, I don't know. It's, it's hard because we don't know too much about the, the future of these consoles. I mean, we just spent a lot of time talking about 2021 for PS5. Mm-hmm. I don't see Horizon 2 getting a 10. I don't see Ratchet & Clank getting a 10. God of War 2. God of War 2. That's going to be a challenge, man. The bar's you think so, so? high for I think it. I, yeah, I, if I had to pick one game, one 2021 announced game that's getting a 10, yeah, it would be God of War 2. And look, Great. here's like, that's probably coming out 2022. I, I'm with you on it. It's just I think the fact that God of War 2 is, in, let's say, coming out in 2021, I don't think that that's enough time for it to be as demonstrably better than 2018's God of War to warrant another 10. Because that got a 10, you know? And at that point, we're, we're yeah. kind of talking about the Uncharted 2, Uncharted 3 type situation where, okay, we can just give 10s out all live long day because, <laughs> like, they're great. But at some point, it's not, like, that much better than the last thing. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that, I mean, that, I was kind of shocked at uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales getting a nine from IGN because I was, I was, I, I had kind of the same thought process of I forget what um, Spider-Man 2018 got from IGN. I assume it was probably around a nine. Uh, and after finishing my playthrough of Miles Morales, I was like, "There's no way it's getting it. It has to, this game has to get eights. And to my surprise, it's been getting a lot of nines. Um, and like, oh, I feel like this is I to go in and talk to you more about about Miles and like my thoughts on it because like I I only skimmed you and Greg's uh, review so far, but I, I want to go back and listen now that I've actually beat it fully. Um, and I, I feel like I'm kind of in in between the two of you on it. Uh, I know we all love it, but it's just like in yeah. terms of the nuance of how much do we love it, like. I think that it is the best DLC I've ever played. And thank you. With, okay. but but thank with you. that, but with that, mm-hmm. I think that DLC is worth $50. Like I think mm-hmm. that that's the the thing is like it is a substantial piece of content that does feel iterative of what it was, but the changes they make like the the way that you get down into the street levels of New York, it makes this map that we knew before feel alive. And it's like they they did really fulfill that promise, and I think that a lot of the character work they did is just as good as it was in uh, in Spider Man. Was it twenty eighteen? Yeah, yeah, it was. Man, what a world. Anyways, ah, I want to talk about this game a lot with you, but let's save that for yeah. another time. No, I think that was probably my first quote, or one of my quotes from the review we did was uh, at its like at its best, it feels like a cool. Uh, jumping off point from 2018 right but like at its worst it does feel like an expansion pack to me uh miles morales but that said i agree totally that it is great like it is it's awesome it's fun and all this stuff but with that like back back to the to nick's question of 10 out of 10 game right thinking about god of war if god of war i feel like even is iterative of of god of war god was that also 2018 yeah it was 2018 mm-hmm. yeah if it's if it's if you if it feels iterative of 2018 but hits all the narrative stuff and the story the story is as excellent i think that gets an ig and 10 out of uh, i can see that i it could happen for sure and i guess I mean, the question is the wild probably potentially is as well but that's not next gen yeah um i don't know yeah i i feel like we might not have the answer yet I think that me and you are running the money of God of War 2 and Cyberpunk Cyberpunk. being the conversation that we know about thus far. Yeah. And I'm looking I'm looking at a quick uh, glance of 2021 games. Right. Like we got Deathloop, Hitman 3, Horizon, Resident Evil Village, Ghostwire Tokyo, uh, all which I think are going to be fantastic games. Gotham Knights, uh, Kena, Bridge of Spirits. And yeah, like I. I think it's going to be between God of War and Cyberpunk. But we shall see. I got one more question here, if I can find the doc. Uh, from Super, who writes in and says, Hey guys, with the Miles Morales launch trailer coming out today, I watched it and I have to say, I'm disappointed they even put it out. They added characters into the trailer, like blank and blank, and I honestly would rather uh, have been surprised in the game. Do you think there are too many trailers, especially when it comes to shorter 10-hour story experiences? Tim, I feel like this happens periodically when it comes to new games coming out in their launch trailers where they just spoil the characters and spoil everything that's going on in the game yeah i hate it i hate it too do you why do you think this happens i because i feel that at some point it's on us as consumers to understand what we're looking at and to not get fooled again because launch trailers you should not watch launch trailers are the last ditch marketing effort to get people to want the game, to be interested in the game. And they're going to throw anything they can 
to get people tantalized, right? All the teasers, all the other trailers before, that's the marketing stuff that is designed with us in mind, with the gamers in mind that are going to play this game the way that we know we're going to. Does that make sense? Because once they're hitting the launch trailer, that's like, like the biggest thing for me is, I'm not going to even spoil it, but there was the Jedi Fallen Order. uh, There's a reveal in it, and the launch trailer straight up spoiled that. And it's like, that sucks. But we just need to get used to it now that launch trailers are probably something that you shouldn't watch if you're already sold on the game. Um, yeah but with that i don't even know i haven't seen this trailer yet have you beat the game i'm interested in what <laughs> who they're talking about you know the, but i'll tell you later because yeah. I, I i basically edited out the names they said because i was like well if you just Got consider it. that spoiler, you probably shouldn't put that in your question but i i definitely get where they're uh where they're coming from i it's also one of those ones where like i read the names and i was like were they not confirmed because i thought they were confirmed because that, that's that's the bigger bigger thing for me but yeah whatever now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Rewrite and let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong. Kebabs writes in and says, in the PC version of Mass Effect 1, the elevator moves at the exact speed needed for the load. So once the conversation finishes, the elevator then speeds the fuck up. Uh, but like the elevators, the elevators are still there, though, I think is the thing, right? Like you're still going to have the conversation in the elevator and do all that stuff, which is an obvious like tool to hide like hide loading and like it's cool that the elevator speeds up but yeah like even yeah. me i've been playing mirror's edge uh and i've talked about this before right where there are elevators in that game too and you still have to like go through the motions of going into the elevator pushing the button waiting for like whatever the thing is right like gunshots to like pierce through the elevator because there's like a cool thing happening and then wait for a second and then the elevator opens i don't know if they're accounting for loads in that or not but the animation or like the 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 actions themselves still have to take place, which I think are still mm-hmm. kind of like this. It's still notable to point out in terms of what this means or what what's what's going on here. Uh, people are writing in with stuff that we covered. Uh, mm, mm, mm. Marley Needle writes in and says Metacritic is eighty two on PS four and eighty five on PC and X, and and Series X not. 92 like tim said what is i need more context metacritic for what oh no sorry you misunderstood what i was saying i was saying i wasn't saying that had, that assassin's creed valhalla had an 82 i was saying it was or a 92 i was saying it was getting 92s in general mm. so game informer oh. and uh pc gamer so reputable sites are giving it 92s not that every site's giving it a 92 that's impressive i would have thought that nobody would have given assassin's creed valhalla over a 90 uh kebabs right says spider-man got an 8.7 from ign which shocks me because i would have thought it got it would have gotten higher the original spider-man yeah spider-man 2018 the original spider-man has a lot more bullshit than miles morales does by a long shot true a lot more like miles morales is a extremely refined version of what spider-man is yes and i i i agree and that that and that's going to come into our conversation on Miles Morales when we eventually have that conversation because I they, there's no Mary Jane stealth stuff there's no there's no like science puzzle puzzly stuff uh, which there's, is kind of what we're talking no about pig, we're tra- chasing pigeons Aww, there's no I love the puzzles speedball challenges chasing pigeons I think in Miles Morales no, at least the there's pigeons, like one I like the puzzles I I like the puzzles a little bit too but that kind of feeds in a little bit to my critique of Miles Morales that it feels 
the Mary Jane sections, I feel like, did something in terms of getting to another perspective in the story and like, no, nah, that should suck. Expanding it out a bit in a way that I, I wish Miles Morales had something that replaced it. Like, nothing replaces it in Miles Morales, which is a little bit of my, where I, where I come down on that. But that, that's fair. We'll talk there's, about there's that. There's something that replaces it, but it's just not good either. But whatever. Mm. <laughs> this week's host for KFGD looked like this. On Tuesday, it's me and Emron. Wednesday, Greg and Gary Widow. Thursday, Greg and Tim. And then Friday, it's Greg and me. Back at it like a bad habit. Of course, Ooh. this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday live right here on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. So... Stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, game daily.